With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Wrestling fans, once again, we unfortunately have to open with a uh, 10 bell tribute. Um, last week, late, we lost uh, another member of the wrestling family. This is number 31 so far this year. Um, Winona Littleheart, who wrestled. Um, primarily in the uh, WWF uh, during the Moolah era. Um, Also having worked in the uh, Florida territory and was uh, also a part of uh, Kevin Sullivan's army of darkness in the uh, um, Dusty Rhodes booked championship wrestling from Florida that uh, ran out of Tampa. So unfortunately, uh, the everything continues on as it has been for the last several weeks here. So, um, all right. Uh, I don't know where uh, Sean and Katie are at. Uh, they should be joining us here shortly. I am the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane, and welcome to another episode of uh, BTR Presents um, TNT on ERN. So <clears throat> tonight um, we will be uh, talking about uh, Dark Side of the Ring um, and um, soon as I can uh, soon as I can get her in here I will uh, give Katie a uh, right padding as they say because uh, she made a little goof on her Facebook post um, earlier today uh, after taking a nap and not fully reading everything. Uh, Katie, I know you're in queue. I'm uh, waiting. I'm having an issue with my uh, um, page. There it is. Okay, and I see you, so let me bring you in. Yeah, I'm not too freaking bright today. Never, never make a post after your disco nap without caffeine. Yeah. No caffeine in your system. I advertised yeah. that uh, Animal or Joe, as we like to call him, would be here tonight. 
No, sorry, folks, he will not be here tonight. And you can roast the hell out of me, too, for false advertisement, just like eggplant. It's not egg and it's not plant. It's false advertisement. So there. No, it's not now, egg. Yeah. Now, I, now, Katie, Katie, I will be. So, I, I will tell you this now. Um, what? I, I actually, I actually did last week reach out to Joe. Um, told him that uh, you know we were going to be talking about this. You know, um yeah. He did not get back to me, so which I can understand. I think. Um, yeah. It's too he's, much. You know. It is. It is. I mean, you know, it was. It was. That was a tough, um, tough show for us, um, yeah. especially there at the end of it. Um, I gotten through. I got through the, you know, the first. The just like fifth minutes first, yes. or so. Yeah. Now, now there were. I mean, and obviously there were some things. I mean, obviously. These were not things I would have asked Mike about back no. then because I respect the I respect the heck out of him and that and I still do. Um, yeah. And it's not only that, it's not only that. If Mike wanted you to know, Mike would have told you. Mm-hmm. That's the exactly. way. It, exactly. Exactly. Or Joe. Right. Would have told you. Right. So we right. Asked you. Well, Mike would have told me. I mean, Mike. Mike and I, yeah. you know, and the, and now I'm going to go ahead. And I'm going to kind of get into some of this um, with you while we're waiting for uh, Sean to yeah. get here. I don't know where he's at. Uh, um, we don't need him. We can carry it ourselves. But hurry up, kinky boot boy. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. We could. You know, um, but uh, but anyway, um, you know, Joe and I, Joe and Mike and I had a great relationship and Mike and I especially got to be very good friends. Um, we, um, Joe and Mike were, uh, investors in uh, world wrestling zone promotion. Mm-hmm. I helped run with uh, Steven Larry Gilgorovic here in, uh, the uh, Chicago area. <clears throat> and we used to run, well, we had a training school in uh, Melrose park or Mount prospect rather. Um, and we used to, and we used to run, um, house shows out of it every other week. And then we would do, then we would do big shows over in Ridgeview at the Park District building. And those are the ones that we brought everybody in. We brought, uh, Gangrel in, um, we brought, uh, Joe and Mike in, uh, we brought, uh, Bagwell. We brought Mark, Mark Bagwell in. Mark and I got to. Okay. We talk. Uh, we keep talking. Every time friend. you bring up, every time you bring up Buster stuff, you know what I gotta say. Top of my wish list, old man. Top of my wish list. I know. I'm trying. I I'm trying. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I don't care if you gotta I tell him. I don't care if you gotta tell the man I'll throw my panties at him. I don't care. I need to speak with Buster stuff. And that's a long and short. And Buff, would, and Buff would like that. Buff would, Buff would take you up on that offer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to get him. I, I have, I have, I have many times mentioned to my good friend Tatanka, you know, Chris oh. James about coming on. Al Snow, 
Although, although, although it's uh, although Al Snow with uh, Al not only not only is he uh, um, running his own uh, garment uh, company, Collar and Elbow, uh, cheap plug. Oh yeah. Even though I don't have it, that I'm selling in there yet. Um, but uh, he also, of course, owns Ohio Valley Wrestling, and so, yeah. you know, and and I and that's the guy I feel so bad for too because um, he had just landed a TV contract and was uh, and was gonna and was gonna bring the and was gonna bring the show to air, and all of a sudden, boom, the pandemic hits, and so yeah. that. Uh, it short circuits everything that he had that he had going. Um, so uh, again, once he gets once he gets back going, in that I am going to I am going to try and uh, get get him to come on here. Um, That'd be good. Oh, I mean, I mean, Al and I have some Al and I have some great uh, stories that uh, go back to the days when we were both. Uh, Working at uh, Windy City together, and um, you know a few other things like that. You know, um, and mm. In fact, actually, it's so funny because of course, the last time that uh, I ran into him, he was actually uh, he was actually uh, one one of the head trainers for WWE at the time. It was doing tough enough. And if he, yeah, sorry, I might make some noise for a minute. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hot chocolate and coffee, folks. Tonight is salted caramel flavor. <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, yeah, 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 there. yeah. No, no, folks. She's not tapping. She's not tapping out weed into a. Uh, uh, no, no, no. To, I'm not tapping out wines. Uh, okay, it, yeah. I'm not tapping yeah. out wines and yeah. the sugar. Don't worry. I am stirring up my awesome salted caramel. Hot chocolate that my awesome husband. Got for me. I love you. You're awesome. Sorry. Okay. And away we go, please. This is not the Katie show. Sappy, sappy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But, um, but it, I don't do that often. Yeah. But it's, but, you know, um, but getting back to the whole thing, I mean, obviously, because, you know, Joe and I talked, in fact, um, in fact, one of our, one of our big conversations one time uh, in the back over at Bridgeview, was the fact we were both we were both talking about our dads. Um, I mean, he was probably as much of a you know. I mean, you 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 look at this you look at this guy you know, six three, two sixty five, with the you know with the with the haircut and the face paint, and you know. You wouldn't picture you wouldn't picture him as a as a daddy's boy per se. Hmm. But the man the man we were we were sitting around and he was talking about the fact that his dad had uh passed away in a uh, nursing home there in Minnesota and mm-hmm. all that uh he felt like they you know had mistreated him in there. And he missed him terribly. And I talked about my dad and all the stuff that we used to do and that, how much I missed him and everything. And 
So Mike and I had a Mike and I had a real real good bond in that and so it's you know, one of those one of those things that um you know when yeah, you you sit there and everybody thinks, Oh yeah, these big you know, these big stars and everything else and that and you know, the fans tend to forget that you know they're human beings too. Just like just like just like just like they are sitting out there in the in the seats and that. You know, these people these people have feelings and emotions and that. And you know, I mean I could I could tell mm-hmm. Joe Joe, you know, I mean did he didn't cry but you know, almost. I mean, I could, I could hear, I could hear it in his voice how much he, how much he, how much he missed his dad, and that, and yeah. when, and when, and when I came home the night that he passed away, and picked and got the message on, heard the message on my answering machine, the first uh, after when the initial shock, after after the initial shock and everything wore off me and that one of the first one of the first things I, I said to myself is well now he's with his dad and, yeah. and you know and that and you know that's kind of I think maybe what helped me get through because I mean I twice I was the I was the one who had to take the mic once as a house show and then for the big tribute show that we did for him at Bridgeview and that. And, you know, and, and, you know, I mean, you know, Steve and Larry to say, yeah, you're going to, you're going to be the one that's going to, you know, talk about him at the, at the beginning. And I mean, we all had our black armbands that said Hawk on him and that. And I, and I, and I, and I and beforehand, I went to uh, my ring announcer, and I said, I said, all right, you stand next to me, have your have your hand right there by me because, you know, I don't Watch know, I don't know if I'm gonna get through. <laughs> I yeah, I said I don't know if I'm gonna get through this, so be ready yeah. to grab me. And then take that, and then take the mic and take over. But I've had those moments. I've had those moments too, where it's just yeah. And the last time I almost face planted from a friend passing away, I was in Foreign Shield and almost face planted. Mm. So I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, to to pay tribute to a man that you, you know, shared a locker room with in front of hundreds of people, and that. And we had a screen up in the corner, and there was his picture right there. And so I'm looking at I'm looking at his face as I'm talking about him, and that. And yeah, you know, I mean, I to to this to this day, guys, I do not know how I got how I got through being able to say something. Yeah, but I but I did. Oh, and we did the and we did our and we did the ten bell, 
and that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and it was, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, for, you know, people who are friends of mine, um, you you see my pictures on my Facebook page. One of those pictures, it's, you know, not the best because, you know, it was because the match happened after dark and then, and so there wasn't a lot of light um, over at uh, over at the park that we did the show at. Um, but it's a picture. It's a picture of Mike getting ready to throw a clothesline, and me standing there in the background. And that was wow. the last wrestling match that Mike Hegstrand was ever involved in. And that that man was, had a was, clothesline that would that man's clothesline would take your freaking head off. Like, I don't well, I both were. I mean, you heard. <laughs> I mean, you heard what Paul said. They they learned uh, later. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you know, because I mean, when I worked with them, you know, obviously, I mean, you know, they were such professionals by that yeah. point that you know they they learned how to make it look real mm-hmm. and that when at the beginning you know as as Joe is admitted here as Joe admitted on dark side you know they yeah. didn't have they didn't have any control they just they just did the stuff and um you know well, they're two so, former bouncers they're two former bouncers and you can tell if you've ever right. seen a bouncer take somebody out that's how they take somebody out. <laughs> you know, I, I, I had a oh, little Oh, yeah. I had a little club life. Oh, people. yeah. Of course I did. I danced a lot. <laughs> right. Four times a week. Oh. <laughs> so, all right. So, Sean, go ahead and come on in. You've you've relayed this story before, but it's still, you know, it's it's still always yeah. a great one to to talk about. and. Are you are you okay to talk about it? That's another thing. Do you feel that you're Sean? up to talking about it? Sean. Sean, you dink, where are you? Because <laughs> he said he was having PC and phone problems. Whoa. Dude. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Well, anyways, Sean isn't responding. Sean does does have a really good talk story. For those of you who haven't heard it, yeah. I don't think he's really told oh, it. And there he goes. He, he dropped. He dropped. Oh, so, crap. Um, Call back. So over. he's having issues. Well, it's, well, I mean, right now. All right, can you hear me now? Here, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> we have been fighting with Blog Talk all fucking night, and uh, I'm not happy about it. I was fighting with my phone. I couldn't get in on my phone. I couldn't get in on here. I'm finally in. Uh, uh, 20 yeah, minutes well, later. It, it, yeah. It dropped me the first time I called in too. So yeah. Anyways, we. I will. Uh, I will you. tell my road warrior uh, hawk story. Give me a minute. Let me. Uh, let yeah. me partake of some uh, medicine here before I tell this story. Um, why don't okay, you guys? This time. No, why don't you guys uh, remind everybody what's coming to Dark Side of the Ring this Tuesday for the season oh, finale? Okay. While I do this. This oh, this God. Tuesday I'm gonna okay. This Tuesday I am going to need to be tossed down the down off a ledge. I mean, I might need my hand held and a whole box of tissues. I actually saw it happen. Next week is Owen. 
actually watched it happen. Yeah. We had a friend we had a friend who used to tape the pay-per-views for us and, and then hand them off to Darren the next day at work. And when he dropped, Darren looked at me and he went, Kate, Kate, Kate did that happen? And I said, yeah, you need to confirm for me if I saw that. You know, and, and I just, I broke the hell down. Well, <laughs> I'm Canadian for starters. And, and it, you know, Stu Hart, enough said, you know, that's his boy made a big mark in, in history yeah. of wrestling and you know and it's just whether whether he was face or heel or being a snot you still loved him and if you didn't if you didn't love him at that moment you'd love to hate him no matter what, what yep. whether he was with his brother or a black heart it yeah, didn't matter i yeah or the blue yeah blazer. that's yeah i'll tell yeah i will i will i will again next week relay um I'll be crying next week. Chris Chavis's uh, um, Owen, <laughs> Owen Hart uh, Owen Hart story, the Rene Goulet story. Um, yeah. Because all right, that one. Wait. Classic. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. You're. Yeah. Go ahead, Sean. You're. You're clear. Um. It was 18 years ago, on a rainy. April 20th, 420, 2002. Um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. A lot of people that are listening to this show don't know I come from a broken family. Um, My my mom and dad kind of split when I was three. Um, My mom remarried. My dad remarried. My stepdad passed away in 2009. My dad uh, divorced my stepmom in 2009 and remarried my mom in 2012. They got divorced in uh, 2018. Um, and now my dad's back with my former stepmom. That's a long fucking story. We're not going to get into that tonight. But um, hmm. wrestling had always That's been world something. Wrestling That's had been something turn. that my brother had gotten me into. And um, it became a part of life. Monday nights, especially mm-hmm. after WCW Monday Nitro started, it was it was a Monday night thing. Um, as the other shows would surface, uh, Thunder and SmackDown and ECW on TNN, we would watch all of those. And TNT, but, come on, don't, don't forget Impact. Well, Impact didn't come till after I was in the business. Um, okay. Well, so early on. You know, um, back then I grew I grew up in the '90s. I was born in 1990. So yeah. you know, we'd go to the video nothing. store, and my brother, because he was a teenager, would be worried about all the latest movies, and mom would find me in the wrestling section, and I'd be picking out one or two pay-per-views to bring home with me because Homework. that's what we did. That's what we did. Um. But I remember it was a rainy uh, April 20th, 420, 2002. Um, I had actually, I believe that was the day that I was supposed to go up and have my braces put on. And we got up there and they found out that I, um, I did not have all of my baby teeth gone, so they would not put the braces on, which my dad was thrilled about because we had drove all the way up to Chicago for this. Oh, okay. Uh, so we come back, we passed in LaSalle, I wanted to see mom, and um, 
they go over he goes over to the high rise and uh I'm, i get bored so i said i'm going to i'm going to take a walk and see what all this commotion is across the street because I knew it was a venue that had had wrestling before. I, uh, Tim Lyle had ran there with Terry Funk back when I was even younger than what I was at this point. And I couldn't go because I wasn't old enough. I was only in second or third grade when Terry Funk was here. And when Terry Funk was here for Tim Lyle, it was a barbed wire rope match, and they would not allow children under the age of 12 in the building. Oh, wow. Um, I was pissed mm. about that. I was, I'm still pissed about that. I wanted to see Terry Funk. Uh, you know, and, and everybody goes, you were only in second or third grade. How the hell did you... I knew who Terry Funk was. I knew who Terry Funk was. Um, <laughs> you were in second and grade. So, I go over and I see what all the commotion is about, and I peek through the window, and there's a wrestling ring set up. And my heart just immediately starts to rage. And the owner of the company comes out, uh, which later, uh, I'll get to that in a minute, but the owner comes out and he says, hey man, you should come to the show tonight. He says, uh, why don't I have one of my security guards give you a ride down to the comic book shop and you can go meet Road Warrior Hawk. And my, my heart just, you know, if, if my heart wasn't bumped already going when I saw that ring, when the words Road Warrior Hawk came out of his mouth, it was like I was a child on cocaine. Um, so I went down and I remember he was sitting at the table. Uh, machine was there. That was my first time meeting machine. And I walk in and I was only 11 years old. I was, I was in awe. Here was the man who I'd watched on television. I'd watched on tape. Uh, I had many of his figures that had come out over the years because Gabe had the AWA figures when he was a kid. And I had all of the figures mm-hmm. that WWE had put out of them. And um, he was the hero to me. And I, walk in, I walked in and I said, sir, and it's an honor to meet you. I said, good luck tonight in your match. And I turned to walk away. And he stopped me. He says, wait a minute, kid. Are you going to be at the matches tonight? And I said, no, sir. I said, unfortunately, my, my family can't afford the ticket. Um, Jay Repsol was there. And he looked at Jay. And um, they must have been thinking in sync. Because it was Jay gave Hawk two tickets, and Hawk says, "I'll see you tonight, kid." He said, "You got anybody that you're gonna bring?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "I'm gonna bring my older brother." What and seats did you get? What seats did you have? You've never told me. I'll get to that in a minute. I ran the the high rise that my uh, dad's friends were at was maybe two blocks away. I ran to the high rise as fast as I could. Got there, got my dad. We went to my, where my, we thought my brother was, uh, and I told my brother the story. And he says, oh, you, he says, you're shitting me. And I said, no. I said, here's your ticket. And when he saw the <laughs> ticket, his jaw hit the, hit the ground. Well, then we come to find out when we're standing in line because the owner comes back out. He says, I'm glad to see you made it, kid. The owner was my brother's high school friend, Kurt Razzo. Nice. We had no idea. So this opened another door of opportunities for us uh, later on. And Hawk wrestled double. Uh, we got there. We didn't get good seats because, man, there were a shit ton of people there that night. There had to have been at least 500 people in that Illinois Valley Flamingo Banquet Hall. Steve, you've been in it. 
you get that many people in it, it's it's hotter than hell. That's that, yep. I, that that place doesn't have air conditioner. It doesn't have very good heat. It's it's a it used to be an old grocery store, um, but it's a nice little venue. And mm-hmm. I remember that show because I I can almost remember everything about that event. Um, Repsol and Kurt Razzo came out, and I known Repsol from working at KB Toys when I when Mom would take me up there to buy all the wrestling figures. So he knew me. Um, you had you had Chucky Smooth on that card. You had uh, who was supposed to wrestle, but he had a broken foot. So he did something to his foot. Um, all right. You had Jason Allen. You had Machine. You had. Uh, I mean, my God, the the talent that they have, Athens, um, you know, some of these guys, we didn't know because we'd never gone to, I'd, I'd gone and seen a couple of shows at the mall, and a couple of weeks earlier, I'd gone to one of Tim Lyle's shows in the Valley. And I'll tell that story here in a minute because it'll all come full circle. Um, but I remember the main event was Double M versus Hawk. And nobody knew who Double M was. But I tell you one thing, by the end of the night, you hated that motherfucker. And that is why I say he may be one of the most hated men to... Punk was hated to a different level. Right. You had people literally throwing shit at uh, Double M. Like, literally, like... Mm-hmm. It, it was insane. You go back and look at some of the video that you can buy off Smart Mark Video, it was absolutely insane the amount of heat that that guy could draw and then jay repsol turned heel with him and that was double the amount of heat it was like oh holy fuck like you thought he was a heel before and now he's got repsol with him in that magenta shirt i know fuck um but hawk was cool a year later they came back for rcw's anniversary and uh he came back with animal and i got to sit down and talk with him and Hawk was super cool. Animal was kind of standoffish. Um, I didn't know really what to think of him. He was he was an odd bird. Um, but Hawk was still the same humble man that I met the first time. And he signed all my autographs and anything that I wanted. And I've got a picture of him somewhere floating around in one of my boxes uh, that I took. And I'm surprised it's not framed on the wall, dude. Like, well, with all the moving that I've done over the years, not all of that stuff yeah. has gone up yet. Um, I did a paper for school about meeting Hawk. And it it was something that you couldn't make up. Now, there was a lot of stuff said on Dark Side of the Ring, and there was some stuff said on my Facebook that we're not going to dabble into, but um, I am going to say this. If you're going to be the toddler if you're going to be the pot calling the kettle black, you better make sure your locker room is clean. Yeah. Exactly. Or was clean. And we'll leave it at that. Um, because the guy that I met, like I said, he was a hero. That guy changed my life forever. That day. I knew I wanted to be like Hawk and I, uh, to be able to give back like that and, and impact lives like that. And I knew that I wanted to be in this business because here was a guy that was larger than life. He didn't know me. And that's, this is something that will stay with me forever. Um, I did not know about the stuff that happened in 1992 at SummerSlam 
to find that out was heartbreaking because mm-hmm. I often wondered why, you know, because if you go back and look at one of the video games, it was one of the arcade games they put out. They did a major fucking storyline on that game with the Road Warriors. I think it was the Road Warriors against Demolition. It was one of the arcade games that they put out. I think it was WrestleFest. If it wasn't WrestleFest, it was Wrestle, WrestleMania, the arcade game. One of them, one of those games you did a tag t- uh, that you could play at the arcade had uh, the Road Warriors on it. And you had to, they were one of the mm-hmm. bosses. You I remember. Had to beat them. You had to beat them to win the game. So Vince put a lot of money into them to bring them in. And to hear all of that that happened, man. I was like, oh, man, that, that. Yeah. And the stuff they right. did with Hawk in the late 90s, I hated. I absolutely hated it because here were two guys that were larger than life. They had done everything in Japan. They had done, you know, everything that they could. And Vince made a joke of Hawk's habits. And it, 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 was, it was sickening. It was absolutely sickening. Yeah. I like Draws being the third guy of uh, the Road Warriors. I thought that that was a cool thing until Draws got injured. Um, and I was, and uh, let's see, let me see, let me see, let me see. The Road Warriors. Right. Right. Uh, well, that's one of the things you know. I okay. What I'll go back to the go back to the Bridgeview thing. The the second Bridgeview show. Okay, we're in the hallway in the back, and there's just a few chairs out there. So I told, I said, I said, you know, do I go ahead and have a seat? He's like, no, no, you, you, you take a chair. I'll be fine. I said, no, no, you're the big star on the indie guy. You take the chair. So <laughs> I actually had to insist. Seriously, I actually had to insist for the big star. The guy who had been on AWA, WCW, WWF TV had been a big star in Japan. I had to insist that he take a chair rather than him sitting on the floor and me having the chair. Okay, but that doesn't make any sense. Wouldn't he want the rest to take the chair instead of himself? Well, no, it's it's the protocol. It's the protocol. You, You know, I mean... If if there would have been if there would have been two chairs, him myself and a rookie, the rookie would yeah. have sat his butt on the floor, and Mike and I would have taken both chairs. Uh, All right. Mike being the big star, I gave you know I gave I gave the chair to him. Um, this is what I know. The Road Warriors were here in April of two thousand three. In March of 2003, they returned to Japan for Fighting of World Japan Pro Wrestling, defeating the Shane Twins. Their last televised appearance in Japan was June 29, 2003. Their last appearance on WWE television was May 12, 2003. So not even a month later after I saw them here in LaSalle, uh, which would be the last time I would ever see Hawk, they were on Raw. And I remember that night because their music hit and well, it wasn't even their music. It was, Oh, what a rush. And I about shit my pants 
because here they here it was a month not even a month later uh that they had been here in my hometown and they were back on raw and i was excited i said oh my god if they go back on raw like this is this is amazing and i remember who they worked that night i've also got it pulled up uh it was the tag team match for the wwe world tag team championships against rod van dam and Kane. cool um that was a good match if you go back and look at it. They were Hawking Animal did show a little bit of age in that, but that was still a damn good match. Damn good match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's one that's one thing. You know, I mean, even you know, even the old older that they were and that they still had it. They never they lost a step in the ring. Never. And um, October, he was gone. And it, it, man, there were a lot of people upset. uh, Not only that worked for RCW that were upset, but there were a lot of people fans wise that when they, when RCW came out in September, I believe their show already happened at that point. So when they came out in November and announced that he had passed, the feeling in the room, you could, you could just, you could just feel it. We, we had lost somebody that, um, we had cared about now. Hawk had an animal had also the oxygen out of the room, didn't it? It did. Uh, Hawk, I don't know if animal made it. You'll have to talk to Joe when you talk to Joe the next time. You'll have to ask him. But uh, Hawk and animal were booked for Tim Lyle at one point. I believe Hawk made the date with one of the nasty boys. Uh, I don't think that animal made that date. I'm not sure. I didn't go to that show because obviously at that point they were the opposition. Um, but um, I do know that for one of their anniversary I shows, might, they were. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't in with Powerhouse at that point yet. I was still um, strictly uh, working up in uh, Chicago and Indiana. Now, speaking of Powerhouse, time. a couple weeks one before RCW opened. I had gone to one of Tim Lyle's shows over in the Valley, and um, that's the night that I actually got to manage Prey Train Jonas. Uh, that was actually, I wasn't even trained at that point. They're like, here you go, kid. Okay. Um, that that was a lot of, a lot of fun, uh, but I never went to another one of Tim's shows until he started running in Streeter again, and he was running the Total Wreck and had gained a little bit of momentum back after RCW had closed and um, Wicked was still running over here, but uh, not really doing everything that they could. Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't working for Wicked, so I went over and tried to get in with Tim over at the Total Rack. Um, so I miss you, Hawk. Um, there's a lot of matches that we didn't get to see with a lot of great tag teams. Um, here, I would have loved... I, I would have loved to have seen a revival versus the Road Warriors. I could have paid for that ten times over and not gotten sick of pain for it. Um, everybody will say, "Oh, the Young Bucks versus no, no." Hawk and Animal would have fucking killed the the, the Young Bucks, and it would have been yeah. the end of that. Well, the style the styles would not have the styles would not have worked. It would they, the styles um, would have clashed. Completely. You know, I um, 
there's other good tag teams that have been out there that we didn't get to see work with Road Warriors. And a lot of people, I want to refresh in people's minds that Hawk did work for ECW. Not Extreme Championship Wrestling, Eastern Championship Wrestling. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's a, yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, the, um, you know, it, it was, you know, I mean, Eastern was definitely different from the, you know, from uh, Extreme. Yes. Uh, you had a lot of different talent. It, oh, my God. Sorry about that. thought I was going to sneeze. You had a lot of different talent in Eastern than what you did in ECW. And um, unfortunately, you didn't see a lot of the Eastern talent crossover into ECW um, other than a few. Yeah. You know what? You're actually your timing on talking about that is perfect because I'm about to drop a bomb on the both of you. Oh, goody, 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 goody. Um, Two weeks from tonight, ladies and gentlemen, on the 28th, right here on these airwaves, on ERN, on BTR, we are going to have, as our special guest that night, an ECW original. We will have Tommy Cairo joining us. Oh, yeah, we had been working on that. Very, very uh, cool. Very cool. I know. I know. We had been working on that for a while, so that finally panned out. I um, yeah. I I uh, I had a, I had about a half hour conversation on the phone with him on uh, Tuesday. He had finally messaged me back. He gave me his number. Said, "Give me a call. I'd love to. I'd love to do your show." So we sat down. I called him up, and we talked for. We just we talked for darn near a half an hour ourselves um and the, and the funny thing was in our conversation he 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 knew he knew about windy city wrestling where i started um uh, so uh, so i mean we so we were we were really meshing on a high level and that so um he's a he's 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 going to be great to talk to Katie, you're gonna you're gonna love you're gonna love him. He's just, okay. And he's remind just remind me remind me like of who it is again because well I was write it down. I was I was Tommy Cairo. Thank you. I was I was thinking, breathing, and and wondering all at the same time, and it, I totally lost it. You know you're not allowed <laughs> to think and breathe simultaneously, Katie. Yeah. Stop that. Yeah. I can't. Okay. Have you ever? Okay. Have you ever noticed that I, I can't. I can't laugh, breathe, and tell a story at the same time either. So, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we have got some controversial right. stuff right. that we're, we are going to get into here tonight. Um, there's there's some stuff going well, I've on. Already got one, I've already got one queued up. I've already got one, I've already got one queued up. So if you want, we can go ahead and we can break that one out right now. Uh, hold on. I am looking back in the chat. Did we talk about Winona Littleheart? Yes, very yes, briefly. Yes, absolutely but yes. right at the very beginning. 
Okay, I was not here for that. I did not know who she was. was I there, know she was one of Mova's yeah, girls. I was going to ask. I was going to ask if you if you wanted to add in on that. She's during the Moolah era, so that's before my time as well. I wish, you know, I knew who she was. I, again, I feel ripped off again, folks. So, yeah, I mean, and I mean, that's another thing, too, I, I wanted to say. I kind of feel ripped off with the Road Warriors career as well because we didn't really get a lot of territory shows here. Okay? We just didn't. And like, so when you guys are talking or I'm watching old stuff, it's my first time. So folks that are listening, if you ever notice that I'm quiet, it's not because I don't know what to say. It's not because, well, we all know I don't have stage fright. It's because I'm being a sponge. Right. Well, and, you know, and I, and I go back and let me and put it this way. I go back to that original look that, um, you know, that, uh, (laughs) Village people, as as Joe called no, it, uh, no, 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 call it what it is. The gay bikers, call it what it is. The gay bikers. The gay bikers. Yeah, blue oyster, blue oyster bar look. Well, blue oyster cult. <laughs> for, for all you police, no, no, blue oyster bar. That's that's a uh, police academy reference. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, and so you know, and so I mean the because the original. Legion of Doom was Road Warriors, Jake the Snake Roberts, Three. Yeah. and Road Warriors, Jake Snake, my, and, and my old and my old buddy King Kong Bundy. Mm, and I still remember the night that um, that uh, they broadcast when uh, when Bundy turned on. On uh, Ellering and the and the Legion, um, yeah. yeah. When uh, oh, wow. when is talking to Gordon Soley, and Soley is supposed you know is trying to warn him it's a hot mic, it's a hot mic. You're you know they're hearing yep. they're hearing you, and he's you know making fun of Bundy and everything, and oh. all and the next thing you know, Bundy comes. Charging, charging out, and uh, you know, and uh, bashes Ellering, and then proceeds to announce to you know everybody, hey, I don't care if I have to step across, if I'm if I'm standing across from you in, in the ring the following night, but if you want to if you want to go up against against any of these guys, I'll I'll be in your corner, and that, and so that was the mm-hmm. beginning of the. Uh, King Kong Bundy uh, face turn um, in Atlanta at that at that um, point uh, in yeah, uh, just, early just, 1984. Just 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 imagine me as a young girl just figuring out that I like boys and and bald heads. I had a very odd, strange crush on King Kong Bundy. I did. I'm, I will not lie. Well, I'll tell you lie. that's. I, I mean, did. I still. I just did. I still remember. I still remember, like I say, the first time I ever worked with him, um, mm-hmm. Balmoral Park in Crete, Illinois. We were doing a uh, TV taping for uh, Windy City, and it was him, Tatanka, which Chris Chavis, which was our his first time, and uh, Coco, beware. Yeah. And of course, Coco, I, Coco, and I had already worked plenty before. We were friends. We knew each other pretty well um 
Chris Chavis and I got to uh, got to you know become friends that night, and so did and so did uh, Chris Pallis Bundy. But we we're get but we we're having the meeting right before mm-hmm. we started the started the taping of that, and so I wind up walking behind Bundy, and yeah. the man and again the man towered literally he towered head and shoulders above me over me oh wow and he had no neck no he didn't his head literally went right into his shoulders i'm looking randy at that Sa- and it's the first yeah. thing i'm thinking it's like oh my randy god randy savage he randy savage no didn't have a yeah randy savage didn't have a neck either and he had more neck than bundy yeah yep exactly exactly <laughs> yeah i've dated no neck guys a lot so yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it was yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was so it was it was now uh, I mean, you know, but uh but Chris and I wound up becoming really good friends. Um he you know one you know, I mean definitely the exact opposite. In fact I think <clears throat> I remember he and Coco going back and forth about who was going to go over in the match. And not in the way that you would think. Chris is telling Coco, you're going over tonight. Coco's going, no, I owe you one. You're going over. And that. And I'm and I'm and I'm sitting I'm sitting there as we're as we're getting as we're working out the match and we're going and we're going and he and they're going back and forth about this and I'm going, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. You know, neither one of them had an ego. They were so willing to give the other one and that. And I respected the heck out of them both for that. Um, you know, I, I still, I, it's, it was, it was a great, it was a, that match was something though, because that was a match when uh, Bundy actually ripped the suspenders off, off of Coco's tights that night. Not on purpose. Oh boy! <laughs> oh my! <laughs> All right, Chris, down there after going. I owe you. I owe you a new pair of tights, brother. <laughs> you, <laughs> you get them done and just. I'll okay, don't. No interruptions. <laughs> yeah. Well, people don't realize how expensive tights can be. They can. It's not just spandex yeah. anymore, folks. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to take the next about nine minutes, and I'm going to take some questions from Steve and Katie after I tell this story. Uh, this month. This month, well, actually, last month I celebrated 18 years in the professional wrestling business. But this month I celebrate uh, 13 years uh, since one of the greatest matches that I ever had. Um, Steve is going to know this lady. Uh, Katie doesn't know her, but she's. let me tell you, she's one bad, bad woman. Uh, Freight Train Jonas and Jonas the Giant got the bright idea. We were doing a show at a bar. And somehow Jonas and Freight Train talked this bar manager into letting me work the show. I was only 16 at the time. Obviously, bars in Illinois, you have to be 21 to enter. Um, so they, they worked their way around that. And I said, okay, so who am I working? You're going to work Cheyenne. Fuck. Why does that sound familiar? Oh. Malachi. <laughs> Malachi and Cheyenne. Uh, Malachi. I know Malachi has, is. Malachi had a yeah. falling out. Cheyenne 
Cheyenne was the woman of the group, and Cheyenne, I met her down at NGW, Next Generation Wrestling in Fury, in about 2003-2004, and one of the most talented female wrestlers that I've ever come across. And her and Malachi came down and uh, worked with me before the show. She kicked the ever-loving shit out of me. Um, <laughs> but the good thing is, the good thing is she made me shine like the, you know, the little green kid that I was. Um, I, that was, I wish I had tape of that match, but damn, she beat the shit out of me that night. <laughs> I woke up the next morning and my mom and stepdad were there and mom, I roll out of the ring after the match and mom just pours a fucking gallon of water on me. She's like, go to the back. She's like, you'll live. She's like, remember you <laughs> wanted this. You, you wanted this. You asked for this. This is what you signed up for, son. <laughs> yep. And I remember one of the spots in the matches, or in the match, uh, Cheyenne actually grabbed me by the balls. She goes, Ooh. you ain't got, and it was a 21 and up show because it was the bar. He ain't got no fucking balls. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm not making any comment because I, I don't want to know about his balls. I've never seen his balls, and I'm never going to see his balls, and I'll never have to see his balls. And if he ever shows me his balls, I will get a passport and come kick him his balls. So there will be no ball showing at all. No balls. <laughs> but uh, that, was a, that was a fun match. But 18 years in the wrestling business, I've done it all. I've seen it all. I've, I've worked every aspect of the business, from cleaning the toilets to, um, you know, having to carry guys' bags in uh, from Just- their car. Washed the jock straps? Yeah. No, I didn't do that. Although, I believe wow. somebody threw a pair of tights in the garbage at one of the shows. We couldn't figure out what it was. Like, why would somebody throw away a fucking pair of tights? Because they can. Yeah. Um, so, it's been, a, it's, it's, it's been a fun career. And uh, uh, seven years ago, we started this thing. And uh, we're not and, going anywhere. Right. Um, and this is and this is my thirty fourth thirty fourth anniversary of uh, of my beginnings in the business at the I International no Amphitheater. At the International Amphitheater, I refereed a women's match. That was about a three minute match, and that was that was the introduction of. The person who later became known as the Dean to the Chicago wrestling crowd for the first time. Um, um, I also want to address something currently because I have a lot of people messaging me asking me what's going on with the NWA dates that were slated for Illinois. Um, until this time that Illinois can hold the events, uh, they will not be in Illinois. Uh, as of right now, he's uh, MWA is going to be doing some things in Nebraska and out on that uh, portion of the country. We are looking at a possible return date for Wisconsin as Wisconsin is opening back up, but we don't want to rush things. Um, also, yeah. Indiana has opened back up. Now, uh, there. Harry's oh good God! And bad we got yeah. We got to talk. Uh, we got to talk about that one because when you there is good and bad in Indiana. One at a time. I oh. will kill you. There is good and bad in Indiana. I have not worked in Indiana in a very long time. I only worked there once. 
I had fun in Indiana. Um, one of the best shows that I ever attended live, even though it was five hours, was an Ian Rotten show over in Highland, Indiana. Highland or Hammond, one of the two. Um, but that thing, that thing was loaded well, with I- talent. Jerry Lynn and Punk and J.C. Bailey and my God, that thing went on for five hours. But the thing about it was, it didn't seem like it went on for five hours and you didn't want it to end. And that's the way wrestling shows should be again. I'm not saying they need to be five hours. Really, 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 Mr. I complained that one of the last pay-per-views was five hours long. That was too long. Why did it have to be that long? Why was it so damn long? I couldn't sit through it anymore. Wham, 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 wham. It was five hours long. Do you believe that was five hours long? Do you believe I had to sit through five hours long? Katie, it was five hours long. Oh, my God, it was too long. Really? Uh, I'm not saying really? I want five-hour wrestling shows. I'm saying I want a good, solid three hours of wrestling that I don't want to end that's going to make me want to come back and see it again next month okay. or next week. Um, because that's the way, you know, a lot of people ask me, they say, Sean, you know, you were here for the original RCW. What was it like? Three hours of nonstop action. And it was more adult-oriented than what uh, probably parents should have allowed their children to attend. But in 2002 and 2003, people didn't give a shit about what their kids did. (laughs) That's just the truth of the matter. It's just the truth of the matter. We were allowed to do whatever the hell we want. We didn't have helicopter parents. We were just allowed to. Yeah. I mean, I remember. I, I remember some of the wild chants that were done. I remember some of the wild angles that were done. Um, you know, this was this was probably not stuff that children should have seen, but it, it gave me a different... It, it was 2002. You just had ECW go out of business. You just had WCW go out of business. You had talent available. You had, mm-hmm. you know... And people wanted that balls-to-the-wall style. RCW was not an IWA Mid-South where it was bloodbath, bloodbath, bloodbath. RCW was more storyline oriented. Um, I remember one of the biggest angles, Steve, I don't know if you remember, it was either Midwest Marks or Chicago Pro Wrestling. The original Chicago Pro Wrestling awarded RCW uh, storyline of the year because they had done this angle for like nine months who was the masked man. And uh, they had kept it on. Who is the masked man? And they kept they kept having on the, uh, different people come out under the mask, and it never ended for like nine months. It didn't end. And when it finally did, it was Punk, and the whole fucking place lit up. Yeah. I mean, Punk Punk here was huge. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, pe- people don't realize, you know, you when you had when when. He he, it, between him and Double M, those two ha- hold the bear for the most hated men in the South. And I know everybody says, "Well, you have to consider current products of Dreamwave and everything else." No, I don't. I go back and look at this because this is when they were drawing crowds of three to four hundred to five hundred people, and the place was packed, and there was a line around the building. By the time you got there at four eight p.m. in the afternoon for a seven o'clock shift. That's the way it was. Yep. And that's the way the area can be again, but nobody has that realization for it. Nobody, nobody, everybody's content. And AAW is going to come back here before the end of the year, if they're allowed to, or next year. 
and they're going to run two shows a year. And that's supposed to be enough to suffice this area, and that's bullshit. This area, uh, thank God, I'm going to say this now, and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be shocked that I'm going to say this. But thank God Tim Lyle is running Streeter, Illinois again uh, when he has the opportunity to. I, I believe they will be back because at least there – and everybody goes, well, you're, you're endorsing somebody else because you can't do it. No, even if I could do it, I would endorse Tim. Tim has my endorsement because Tim has withstood the test of time and been able to do this not once but twice, ten times over. And the legends that worked in Powerhouse and the people that are no longer with us that worked in Powerhouse that endorsed Powerhouse. It's not Powerhouse anymore. It's Next Generation Pro Wrestling, but it's still a good product. And they're doing something right, and they're trying to get younger talent over to this audience with some of the classic guys like Jeff King. And, uh, you know, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You've got to have you've got to have everything work in unison. Now, going back to Indiana, somebody's going to do well, the you know what? Brawl, brawl. Let's let's hold on, hold on. Yeah, go, go back let's, to let's Indiana once break. we're, yeah, it's the top Okay, of the we're going to take a break. We're yeah, going to take a break. And we come back and break, we'll talk about the, the idiots in Indiana. We're going to talk about yeah. Jim Cornette, going to talk about Alberto Del Rio. He's going to talk about Good. Tamina versus Bailey. And we're just going to we're just going to go ahead and let it rip. So, Sean, you got something picked out? Uh, yeah, give me uh, 2 seconds here. Uno momento okay. second. 1001 uh, 1002. Here we go. <laughs>
This is Crazy Mary Dobson. You listen to Graveyard Radio Network. Tax Refund Promotions presents Professional Wrestling, a show that will not actually happen. Starring pictures of former WWE, Impact, and Ring of Honor stars that we're going to put on our poster just to lure you suckers into the building, even though they will not actually be appearing. Featuring the pictures of the real wrestlers who will just be local jabronis that we're getting for a hot dog and a handshake. All this will take place inside of the neighborhood bar that we're getting for the cost of a case of beer. And the ring will be a homemade wooden ring because, no, we can't afford a real, actual, safe wrestling ring. Liability insurance? You must be crazy. We can't afford that either. I'm not getting that much of a refund check back. All we can really afford is the beer and the posters. So, Mommy, get my tax refund check ready and get it signed over to me because I want to hurry up and play wrestling promoter. Tax refund wrestling not coming soon to a location near you. Saturday night, June 26th, at the Champ Cooper Elementary School in beautiful Ponchatoula, Louisiana. It's Stimulus Check Wrestling. Yep, we're putting our stimulus checks together, and we're going to have a wrestling show. Featuring some down-on-his-luck XWCW guy that we can get for under 100 bucks, and a few other guys we can pay 10 bucks a piece for. That's Saturday night, June 26th, unless the zombie apocalypse is caused by the virus. That's Champ Cooper Elementary School in beautiful Ponchatoula, Louisiana. And Stimulus Check Wrestling, you don't want to miss it. don't want to miss that there stimulus check wrestling <laughs> or that tax refund wrestling because you know all them promoters been saving their tax refunds for when they can run again from the rona virus and, and if they and if that and if that other uh stimulus comes through with the six thousand dollar oh you better believe there's going to be a few uh wannabe promoters that are going to sit there and waste a bunch of money Speaking of uh, dumb shit, uh, (laughs) there is going to be a promotion in Indiana that is going to resurrect the Brawl for All. Have we learned nothing? Have we learned nothing? Nope. Nothing. Nothing at all. Uh -uh. 20, 20 plus years later, and we're doing something that failed the first time. And Steve Kane's response to me when I asked why this was happening was, it's Indiana. And <laughs> the truth about it, the truth about it is, is Indiana has been tainted for a long time. Uh, while I praised Ian Rotten earlier for a great show, uh, there was also some oh. unnecessary blood on that event. And he left a trail oh, of blood God. all over Indiana and gotten kicked out of armories and 
numerous different buildings um, that have made it hard for legitimate promotions in Indiana to make a go of it. We used to have a legitimate... Some of it for not paying. We used to have a good promotion out of Indiana that used to join us on this program. I don't know what happened to them. I don't believe they're still running. If they are, they're not doing as well as what they used to because I don't hear as much about them. And that was Adrenaline Ringside Wrestling. Um, well, we remember to have the original that owner uh, had cancer. He was fighting cancer. I think he sold off, and uh, I don't even I, – I can't even remember the last time I uh, heard about an ARW show, and that was even before um, this all started. Right. Um, they are kind of joined in with that new dynamic or whatever the hell pro wrestling that's running up by you. Um, that's a conglomerate of all of the fallouts of all of the Chicago feds that have run and recycled that have run and recycled and run and recycled up there. Did I, did I yeah. say that? Pretty much right. Yeah, you said you said it right. I mean, I I mean the only the only people that I even pay attention to are uh, both of my old uh, running buddies, um, CSW and uh, LLT Lucha Libre Total. Um, oh, any of this any of this other uh, mud show crap. I don't even I don't even pay attention to it to be honest with no, you. No, you don't. Um, no no cottage hills wrestling, no no adult bookstore wrestling. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, Steve and I are on the board of directors at NWA, but like I said, the, the, we're we're waiting in the weeds on this because uh look, we had some great stuff planned for the summer as a lot of people will uh Remember a couple months ago, we were saying that the Rock and Roll Express were going to be here in June. Uh, that was before the Rona hit and all of this got just blown into the water. Got um, the as Rona. a promoter. <laughs> oh unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm still lazy. I, I have been wanting to sit down and write a parody based on that one. my Sharona. Did you hear about the couple that named their their twins one Corona and one COVID? Oh dear God! I'm not no, even. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even. Like, I'm not kidding. All right, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm face palming right now. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, hey, I live in the Chicago area. We have we have families who have named their kids Clark and Addison. Because that's the corner that Wrigley Field sits yeah. on. I but knew a woman who named her kid. That's a little more, yeah. That's yeah. A little more normal than oh, Corona and COVID. Yeah. I, I mean, I knew there was this one lady who lived on the same street was in, and unknowingly, and I, I can't believe she never put it two and two together. She had her twins. One name was Brian. One name was Adam. I only, and she never thought of it that way until I said something when they were like 12. I'm like, cool, Brian Adams. I never thought of it. Like, what do you mean you never thought of that? <laughs> you never thought of that? Oh, like, Come hey. on, Brian. Okay. You, you better now, know who Brian Adams is. I will totally flip out. Go ahead. Better, better, name, better, name the two, better name the two kids, Brian and Adams, than Rick and Astley. 
well, I will. You, know, you, you will get Rick rolled for the rest of your life, man. Hey, uh, I've been I've been Rick rolled so many times it's not even funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. When we were growing up. Okay, and it has been confirmed that I am wrong. When we were growing up, we thought he was in computer generation. Okay, Rick Astley. Seriously, oh, he was really? too perfect. Because he was too perfect. <laughs> he looked too perfect. All yeah. right. And all he, right. he didn't give a concert for how many years? Right until he started doing um, standards. Like until he until he did uh, when I fall in love. You know, didn't really see much of him. So yeah. <laughs> Like Max Headroom, I thought it was like okay. Anyway, well, we need to address the Katie show. We we need to address something else that happened to one of our former guests. Oh no! Seems that uh, a guy that ran a event in Orland Park, Illinois, a couple of years ago that Steve and I have worked with, and um, <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I actually asked Steve to come in and work this show that I'm going to tell everybody about now. And Steve, Steve respectfully declined or had something else that had come up that night. I think I, I, think, I, was, I, think, I, was booked, I think I was booked somewhere else that night. Um, so I get, to Orland, I, I get to Orland Park, Illinois, and I meet Hardcore Harry, and I take my uh, uh, professional photographer friend with me, and we're going to film the event, and... I'm doing the announcing, and I brought my stepbrother with me, and he's going to work security because this is at a bar, and it's an outdoor event, and he's a big son of a bitch, so why not? Um, we get there. There's nobody putting the ring together with Harry, so my stepbrother like literally takes the whole freaking side piece of the frame and just chucks it. There was no gate to this place. It was on a big patio, outdoor patio. And there was no gate to this place. So we had to take the freaking ring and put it over this wire gate. It wasn't a wire gate. It was a steel fence. And that was fun. So then everybody starts to get there. And uh, I'm like, okay, you know, we'll see what happens. So then my good old buddy Marco Cordova comes over to me. I heard you've been talking shit about Ed Schumann. I said, look, buddy. I said, I've got people here that know what uh, happened with, between me and Ed. If you want to go talk to him, you go have a conversation with him. You leave me alone. Um, so I let Marco go do his thing, and I get Brent Brooks and said, what's the lineup for tonight? I'll go to Marco. So I get the lineup, go over everything, get everything, get all the weights from everybody, and show happens, and it doesn't really draw. And the main event is the Twin Turbos against Brett Brooks and Cowboy Bob Orton Jr. But also on this event, you had Ivalice, who's a former guest of this program. You had... Uh, Ryan Howe. Hey, Mr. 450. Yep. You had uh, some other people that I I don't even remember all who was there, but I know there was a lot of Chicago land talent, Chicago area talent there that were pinned. 
like royally pissed. Like four fifty and Evelise and me are in the back and we're like, what can we? We're like, what can we do to get our payday? Like we're all sitting there scheming, what the hell can we do to get our payday? Because she was on tough enough, and this would go. Mm-hmm. If WWE found out that she took a booking and did not get a payday, it would reflect very bad on her tough enough spot. Very bad. Very, very, very bad. Um, there were other people there from Tough Enough. I believe. I think Ryan Howe was there. I'm not sure, but I think he was. And uh, he didn't get paid. The DJ didn't get paid. And Harry had to get Bob his Orton. money from the bar, if I remember right. When I talk from what? Uh, I'll get to that in a second. Bob Orton comes to me because I'm the storyline general manager for this fucking shit show circus. And it takes my stepbrother and my photographer talking Bob Orton to not swing on me for the money that he's owed for this event because dipshit has told Bob that I'm going to pay. And I, I told Bob, I said, Bob, if this was my show, you would have been paid when you got here. Because the bar would have paid, the way I would have worked this thing is the bar would have paid me a flat fee to bring in Bob and Evelise for the event. I would have had their money when they walked in the door. No questions asked. This dipshit, I don't know what he did with the money, if he got any money from the bar, because Hardcore Harry had to spend the night in Northern Park when he had a booking the next night, I think somewhere in Indiana, and might have even been AAW for a ring rental. And he had to get his money out of the bar owner who he threatened with a lawsuit. And Brent Brooks and I had a conversation after the event was over. I met him at a bar, and uh, I, he says, well, I blame the talent. I said, I don't know how much money this bar gave you, but you were a complete, utter fucking dipshit. I just lost, because this was 2010, this must have been 2011. I said, you know, a couple of years ago, I lost a shit ton of money doing shows in Ashton, Illinois. But at least I made sure everybody got fucking paid. That dipshit has never run a show again in his life uh, that I know of. He, he said that his father was a successful promoter. I don't know who his father was. I know that he uh, sexually harassed the woman of ass, weapon of ass destruction, uh, Double D Rose. I know that I fed her all the information that I could. And um, I know that Mr. Brooks, a couple months ago, it was in December, he was booked down in Peoria for that XRW that had one show and then folded because they didn't want to listen to anybody and took a financial hit so bad they can't afford to come back. And here's the funny thing about that. I talked to that promoter before that show took place. I talked to him last summer when he was getting ready to set all of this up. I warned him who to, not to align himself with to make it work. I offered my services. He decided he did not want my help. So one show and done was that. Now, do I believe that badass wrestling, badass wrestling will return? Probably. No. Because he got his stimulus check. And he got his tax refund. And 
Uh, if he does not return with his product, Joey Grunge, uh, I believe, was scheduled to be back with Midwest Impact Pro. They'll be back. And yep. uh, speaking of more clusterfuck wrestling, there is a John, new fed that is emerging. Up, hey, John, 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 can we come up with a different F word? Because this it yeah, is when I put when I put Coronet on, we know that it's gonna that the F word is gonna fly. Let's us at least but try please. and keep ourselves a little please. more above the fray than that, and let's kind of maybe cu- cut this down a little because we're starting to turn into a uh, autobiography. Yeah. You there, is another, there is another shit show that is emerging He's in Illinois. Uh, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, a couple of years ago, I worked for a guy by the name of Frank Root. And uh, I like Frank. He's a very smart man. I believe years ago, he was very successful. He had Frank on and a few of the, and a few of the people from uh, that company on here. I believe I believe that a, a long time ago Frank was successful and knew what he was doing and had good enough talent to be able to make it work. When I went down to RCW, I got a good payday. I kept my mouth shut. I was a little bit embarrassed to be there. There was some good talent there. There was some not so good talent there. Um, Frank has called me a couple times to come back and, and offer my services and uh, he's had other members on his board that I butt heads with, and one of them is Douglas O'Shea, because O'Shea was fed false information by a uh, Mr. Eastman that uh, started a whole unholy war that should have never been started that I got blamed for. I worked one show with Douglas O'Shea in, for HDWA Midwest in Princeton, and I saw him again. I believe two other times, once at a GAW show in Decatur, and once, uh, again, when I worked for Frank. I didn't have anything to say about the guy. I know he had started a whirlwind of trouble for himself at one point, and I tried to keep keep myself away from that. I was not impressed by what I saw, and uh, the guy's kind of made a fool of himself. Now, there is another promotion in Illinois I, evidently, RCW is done, or I, I don't know what's going on, but a lot of their talent is shifting to this new promotion. I don't know who's behind it. All I know is it's a lot of the same talent as RCW, and it's not a lot of quality guys. There's some quality there, but not really. I don't agree with the co- company name at all. I had put I put in a bid to work for this place, but I don't agree with the company name, and it's Illinois Elite Wrestling. Um, if you have to copy off of something that is getting major stardom to try to find your ride to fame, then you're doing it wrong. And they're going to go back and run all the talents that RCW ran and try to run them better, but they're going to use the same talent. I don't see that working out too well for them. No, especially not when SICW starts running up that way. Um, and that's, you know, that's going to be the other thing. You're going to have a lot of resurgence of a lot of companies. But that don't mean they're all going to be doing it right. Um, you ain't AAW, doing it right. AEW is kind of on hiatus right now. And when they come back, you know that things are going to be okay. But until then, 
I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking of dipshits, so. major dipshits, Alberto Del Rio is back in the news. Yes, we're yeah. going to get to that. I am not impressed with Mr. Alberto Del Rio. I knew he was an abusive, I'm going to use the word, an abusive fucktard, but like, this is just getting, uh, demanding that a woman puts on a sexy dress and dances for you or else? What? Yeah. Excuse yep. Me. And let's so let's hear what uh, our good buddy Mr. Jim Cornette has to say about that. Let's get our next question on Twitter. Yay! Using the hashtag Corny Drive Through from Mr. Rucker has enough TP, no hoarding. <laughs> what the hell is up with Alberto Del Rio? The oh, latest, good God! The I latest just saw allegations that. are astonishing. I just saw that. And I'll drop your son off in the middle of nowhere. He'll never find him. Jesus. I don't know. Like I said, I've met this guy once. And he, he was on one of those uh, one of those shows over in England that we did for What Culture. I think the one with me uh, that me and JR did the uh, announcing for. It's the only time I've ever met him in my life. I've heard all these stories. He's, you know... Anybody can be the victim of exaggeration or, you know, things can be taken the wrong way. But have you ever heard of anybody getting in more really strange fucking positions than this guy? At, at, at some point, yeah, there's there's something wrong here. When either one got in a fight with his brother in Mexico and they got blood all over the walls of the police station? Yeah, it was in prison, I think, when it happened. No, he was in the police station. It wasn't in prison. He didn't go to prison. Oh, that's right. That's true. You're like Uncle Dave. When somebody goes <laughs> no, 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 no. county jail for it the night, you spent the night in prison. You it don't was a spend the night cell. in fucking prison. It was a jail cell. You do not spend the night in prison. You spend the night in jail. You spend some time in prison. As for, as for you people who have never fucking been in, introduced to the difference. It was a jail cell. I, I've I've spent a little time boarding with the warden on the bounty of the county, but I've never been to prison. <laughs> anyway, Alberto Del Rio, yes. What the fuck? I don't I don't know what to say about the guy because I don't know him. I've heard that cocaine is heavily involved. You've heard that. I've heard that. <laughs> it's not like anybody couldn't figure that out. But you know, <laughs> what world could it be? <laughs> fucking hell. And no wonder the fucking uh, uh the Knight family did a number on him. Jesus Christ, that's why you know well when he uh when he was attacked by the knife wielding assailant outside of a restaurant in San Antonio according to the newspaper, sources say that a member of her family was very perplexed at the way he was treating her and came all the way over here to register that perplexedness. On my page? Yes. Who else would I be talking about? I said the Knight family. Oh, that's right. You did say the Knight family. Yeah. <laughs> the Knight man. <laughs> and the Day man. The Day man is, is the nemesis of the Knight man. But uh, it sounds like the nemesis of fucking Alberto Del Rio is rehab at this point. I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. But and it's not like this woman just made this shit up. Why would you make up? Not only did he assault me numerous times and cuff me about the head and face, but he said he'd kidnap my son and drop him off where nobody would find him. 
The fuck? What do you think Uncle Mill Moscaris has to say about all this? I bet you Uncle Mill is rewriting the will as we speak. You think that Mill Moscaris lets anyone in his will? <laughs> he doesn't seem like a very gracious guy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Mill's got a will because I don't think Mill plans to go. I think Mill will be around for a while. <laughs> but no, I you know if 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 Alberto Del Rio has any friends, I suggest that they suggest to him that he maybe ought to calm down doing what he's doing. That's all I have to say about that. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, I, I found, one of our regular, yeah. One, yeah, one of our regular listeners has informed me that uh, we now have a new name for uh, Del Rio. Alberto, I, I cannot roll my tongue tonight, so excuse me. Alberto El Farta, Del Farta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Guys God. got him good. Nice one, Billy. Nice one. That's that's from that's from our Billy. <laughs> um, I think I did think not get to get the fact that you couldn't get it out straight. <laughs> right. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what I was laughing at. <laughs> yeah. He's like Alberto Del Fortardo. There you go. But yeah, it's I don't know. I first name to do tongue. I feel no. I, I feel like I just had my tongue pierced and can't use it properly. So, yeah. We had another clip. <laughs> for, uh, we tried to clip another clip from Corny's show. Uh, he did ask what was going to be next after the coronavirus, and then he broke out with this. And I'm going to. I can't do this justice, but I'm going to try. It's raining frogs. Hallelujah! It's raining frogs. It's raining frogs. What? Free frog legs. What? Yeah, that's what, gonna, that's, that's what he asked. That's what he asked. Said was going to be next after the coronavirus. <laughs> oh my God, man! It's going to be now. It's going to be raining, <laughs> raining frogs. Have swarms of locusts. But the water is going to turn red. <laughs> yeah, and and fire. We're going to get. We're going to get. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> fire and brimstone. Dogs and cats living together. <laughs> yes, I caught the reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh god. my god man you're farting ice holes act right I'm telling you you people need to act right alright Billy I was going to tell you this after the show but I'm going to tell now because well Steve kind of had to hold my hand today because well I had to go out and get meds and well we have these, we have these things called street cars some places call, call them cable cars trams whatever anyway I'm, and they've changed them from and street cars are quite long they they have a divider to make them longer. Anyways, so they've been using buses. And you're not allowed to sit in the front of the bus because we have to protect the, the bus driver. He's more important than us now. And I get on there, and it's a tuna can. Okay, first of all, I had to wait 40 minutes. So I expressed, expressed my, my, uh, my pissed offness, if you will, to the bus driver. And he told me, don't like it, get off. And I just looked at him, I waited 40 minutes for this, for this friggin' bus. I'm not getting off, all right? And then it just kept getting more crowded, more crowded, more crowded. I'm just like, <laughs> so, yeah, I actually made a complaint. I, I, I acted like a Canadian today, and I wrote a letter to the Toronto Transit Commission. Yes, I did. I wrote a letter. Yeah, oh, man. Some people almost died today for getting too close. <laughs> people need to act right. This is why we can't have nice things. Okay. 
is why we can't have nice things because people won't act right. Yep. Yep. I tell you, it's it's uh it's something else. It's yeah. something else. Now, um so all right, well I'm trying to I'm I'm ha I'm having to uh refresh my browser to get the to get the studio line clear, so it's gonna take me a take me a minute here. Um but uh, uh we're not gonna we're not going to get we're not gonna get into a full discussion on uh on money in the bank. A John <laughs> did not watch Money in the Bank. Yeah. Yeah, you think it's a rule. You know better. It's a rule. Katie, get the whip. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Hold on a second. Got to call it up because I haven't had to use it today. And he's not here to hear it, but he's getting it anyways. Well, you just no, he's here. Why won't you? See him. There it goes. <laughs> Bugger. Get it together. You give me shit for not doing my homework. I have to do my homework. You have to do your homework. If I have to watch five friggin' promotions a week, so do you. <laughs> oh my god! No, you don't understand, man. It's like sometimes I'm, I'm just like, okay, what night it is? Oh, there's no wrestling tonight. <laughs> like I love wrestling. Yeah. Well, of course, you get a break. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course. Well, of course. I, of course. I, of course. Monday, I was looking for impact. Yeah. <laughs> why is it impact on? I want access. And why is it impact saying, uh, old man, uh, Monday night raw. So the next night he's like, okay, it's, it's, it's impact tonight. Right. For sure. Right. For sure. Like, yes. Okay. It is, yeah. It's it is Tuesday. Right. <laughs> Darren, Darren told me, my, my husband, Darren told me you should have messed with him and, 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 and totally just totally messed up his mind for the entire night. You should have told him, no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Old man. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I, just, yeah. I can't. Yeah, I can't no, yeah, she, yeah. He told he told her to tell me it was Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Tell him it's Wednesday. <laughs> so anyway, here now, um, what was the early money in the bank, which um was part of stuff that uh, they did at the performance center was of course SmackDown Women's Title. Which uh, had Tamina against Bailey. Well, Jim had some stuff to say about that, and wait, to, wait till you guys hear. This. I mean, because boy, does he does he do it here? Ooh. Then Ooh. Bailey and Sasha did a promo, and they're trying to instigate or tease some uh, dissension between the two best friends. There, I like Bailey. And she actually, even she carries some of these promos off um, and just some of these things off. This is the first time I've ever seen Tamina work because Bailey wrestled, if I could use that term, Tamina, in this match. Have you seen Tamina before? Oh, yeah, she's been around for a long time. Ooh, boy. Has she ever showed up at wrestling school? Well, she's a second generation. She's a legacy. <laughs> okay, she's Jimmy Snuka's daughter, right? Correct. I suspect the milkman. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say I that? Suspect... Why, do you... <laughs> Why do you say that? 
This is the first Samoan I've ever seen that couldn't work. I've, <laughs> is she, oh is she, first of all, she looks uncomfortable as fuck. She's working in a full body outfit and a leather overcoat. What the fuck? It, it, you know, but I, Kurt Henning couldn't get a match out of fucking Tamina if this is what Tamina did. Bailey worked her ass off here. She really did. She tried, and you can hear, at least you can hear the girls trash talking, except sometimes when you can hear the guys trash talking, it sounds phony too, because they don't know how to trash talk. Um, but the girls, when you're they're screeching or whatever, but I, Bailey goes up and fucking starts pie-facing this big fucking girl, and she's just no facials, <laughs> no body language, no uh, aggressive stance. I know she's supposed to sit there and get pie-faced a little and then bow back up. There was no bow up with this girl. No facials, no aggression on offense. She kicks with her left foot. That has to be, boy, first time you get in the ring with her, that'll be interesting. When you don't know what's coming from that side and get it, well, I was going to say get it in the balls, but that may not happen in this instance. It's the female division, but (laughs) <laughs> the stuff that she did on offense to Mina had no life. Bailey's bumping her ass off for it. And then Bailey, it's a big girl, little girl match, right? And Bailey took the power stuff, but then she goes to work her leg, wraps it around the post, works the leg, but it was the most stationary heat I've ever seen. Tamina, does, she never rolled over and started crawling to get pulled back. She never got to the ropes to pull herself up to get her leg cut out from under again. She just stayed in one place, which may have been the safest thing for Bailey from what I saw later on. That first, Tamina made her first little false comeback, which was kind of bleh, to be honest. And just, and she's just walking around. And then Bailey caught a fucking super kick. That super kick, by the way, she does a super kick only if the girl is bending over. Did you notice that? Her super kick's about fucking thigh high to... But anyway, Bailey catches the super kick, and she got kind of an ankle lock. It wasn't a real ankle lock, but they didn't have the a camera angle where you could really tell bad, but it looked like it's the only ankle lock she could get on because Tamina's so big. And then she, Tamina sells her leg well on the ground. She's screaming. Now you can see the face. All of a sudden... But whenever it comes to actually getting up, moving around, or doing something, so so Bailey worked spots based on Tamina being immobile. And then Tamina made another comeback on the floor, and I was like, fuck, I have worked with radio DJs that are more natural workers and have more oomph and personality when they're on the offense. And Bailey takes a great bump <laughs> over the announce desk. And boom, and she was just trying to keep moving to be a ping-pong ball for this girl. But there was no sense of, I call it oomph, but you know what I'm saying. On offense, when somebody had oomph, you know, imagine if that had been Awesome Kong in her day in that fucking spot or whatever. But anyway, then the, the fucking, Tamina throws her back in the ring, and she gets up on a top rope just barely. And is going to jump off the top rope, but Bailey's going to put the feet up and Tamina's going to catch him. But she barely come off the top rope. Bailey put her feet up and Tamina caught him and almost fell over sideways. And then somehow rolled Bailey up and hit her with what looked like at the same time the most awkward 
and painful Samoan drop in history didn't even as another thing when you take somebody up over your shoulder like that I always used to tell guys because it's important to me this is the way I always thought should be done when you take them up in the fucking shoulder ride right imagine you've got somebody up in position for the Samoan drop their bottom arm their right arm or left arm, whichever one's toward the mat, you need to trap that by your side when you fall backwards. Because if you fall backwards with them not on your shoulders good and that arm not trapped, they're going to go straight down sideways instead of flat of their back, and it's fucking awkward. You can blow your shoulder out. or, or and, and it just, anyway. She hits that Samoan drop, then chases Sasha around at kind of half speed. And then while she was rolled back in the ring and while she was distracted, Bailey rolled her up. One, two, three. Thank fucking God I wrote. And the roll up was not the smoothest thing I've ever seen or fucking not the roll up. She went for the Samoan drop again and she crucifixed her or whatever the fuck. But good God, I was glad that was over. And then... So to babyface to get something back goes to give Bailey the Samoan drop again, and Sasha comes in and clips her fucking leg, and so she just lays there, uh, clips Tamina's leg, and she lays there immobile again, not even looking up at the people that are standing over her, taunting her. It just was fucking rotten. You know, you haven't seen much Tamina which I think is interesting here in this situation because I have seen a bit of her, like I said, and I came out of this match and said, that's the best Tamina match I've ever seen. Are you fucking shitting me? I'm not saying it was good, but I'm saying that was the best I've ever seen her in a match. <laughs> I'm taking a drink of bottled Sprite over that one. All I, I wrote at this point, I said, I really like Bailey, but Kurt Henning couldn't get a match out of Tamina. And then I wrote an underline twice, is it over yet? The show, I mean. No, it's not. <laughs> to the answer to your question. <laughs> oh, my God. Kurt Henning couldn't get a match out of Tamina. Now, I'm, I'm, what I'm wondering is, is, is Jim, oh, is Jim making a shot that. there because Kurt Henning is dead. And, and, she's, and he's saying... A dead guy couldn't get a couldn't get a good match out of her. I mean, it's like if that's if that's what if if he's saying uh, the way I interpreted him saying that. Oh my oh. God, that was a that was like boom one over the one over the starboard bow. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Oh. Give Tamina a, a break, though, man. Give her a break. She's been in and out of injury for starters. I understand she does play a little stiff, you know. Um, well, at least last week she spoke more. But, I mean, give the girl a break. She's she's supposed to be a beast. And when you hit a beast, they don't react. You just piss them off. And that's it. Yeah, but you know you what? Know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna say this right now. I'm gonna say this right now. And again, this is opinion, but I think, I think, you know, for for what it's for what it's worth, Nyla Rose 
is a better worker than Tamina Snuka. I'm 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 say I'm saying that right here and I will I would I will put a picture of myself that meme that meme of the table where it says change my mind. Yes. Nyla Rose is a better worker than Tamina Snuka. Change my mind. Al I mean I mean seriously that I you know she just really, really, you know, yeah, she's had the, she's had the, oh, injuries and that. I understand that, but still, yeah. you know, what are, you know, what is Sarah D'Amato not doing at the performance center when she's rehabbing from those injuries to make her a better performer? Where is, where is Sarah missing it? With Tamina. That's what I. That's what I. That's what I don't. That's what I don't get. I mean, yo. It's like a lot of people who talk about Naya and say, yeah, the only reason that uh, she's even got a job is the fact that she's a, you know, like a distant cousin to, to The Rock. Well, The Rock's daughter once they get back from all of this, is in training. So, you know. Daddy better be training her. Daddy better be training her. No, she's training. Well, yeah. Daddy daddy can train her on the mic stuff and that. But she's at the the PC, and she's she's learning just like everybody else. Yes, good, good, good. And Sean just lost power. Well, we've got it's some. We've, we've had some storms. We've had some storms oh, hitting man. in this area, in Illinois. Um, we had a bad one this morning when uh, when we woke up up here in the northern section, and our and our furry our furry children were uh, were freaking out. Yeah. And that. So. Um, Yeah, we're getting rain. I don't know if we're going to be getting storms or anything. It's real bad ones. But, yeah, we're yeah. getting tail ends of what you guys get. We'll get the wind and the rain. It's not It's not yeah. raining over up here in our part of Illinois right now. So, um, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, now, uh, got to gotta gotta pull this one out. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, Michael Elgin is Mike from Canada not a, is not a happy person right now. It doesn't um, look it. And now I want to know why. Well, well, he's definitely he is definitely not. Um, Steve Gerwick of uh, Gerwick.net um, wrote a uh, wrote a story today, and. Uh, Said Michael Elgin had a busy night on Twitter last night, declaring that he doesn't like it, meaning wrestling, anymore, due to all of the soft people making a mockery of the business. He pointed out later that this was not the fans he was talking about, but some of his fellow wrestlers. He wrote, okay. "I legit don't like wrestling. 
anymore. Everyone is so soft. Everyone lets outsiders or fans, in quotations, dictate how we should be. I'm just staying off here. So-called wrestlers have turned to nothing but a mockery of how people in wrestling should be. I don't like hating my profession. I enjoy interacting with the fans. Um, But the wrestlers, not all of them, are just lame. You can interact with fans and still be a GD pro. Unfortunately, that's lost. (laughs) So... Yeah, I've noticed he doesn't look impressed while he's in the ring anymore. I've noticed a little bit of a switch with him lately. Right, right. Maybe, maybe so. it's just maybe it's I don't know if he's talking about Impact, his own company, certain people in Impact, or maybe he's just sick of working for Impact and might be happy somewhere else. Well, I know he's I know he's scheduled to uh, make a return to uh, Japan once all of this is over. And that, um, okay. not for not Good. for Japan. He's working for working for another company. Mm-hmm. And that, um, but uh, um, well, of course. Now we know that uh, um, WWE has been uh, doing matches at uh, at the PC. Uh, AEW is uh, running out of uh, Bailey's place and that. But AAA has even gone into the empty arena bit. This past past Saturday, they um, they ran they ran a uh, they ran a show called uh, Lucha Fighter. Um which was uh, sort of a uh, a mini tournament, and that um, with uh, with with a few matches, and I liked. And, um, Sheila pointed this out because we sat, we watched it together, because I um, projected off of uh, my phone onto uh, onto our uh, bedroom TV, and that. But uh, she noticed. What's that? Hold up. HDMI cord. <laughs> oh, you, that's what uh... You, that's what I, yeah, I use an HDMI cord, not from my phone, but from Well, I don't have to do that. I just, I just, there's a little, there's a little picture of a screen in the corner. I tap it. It says bedroom, which um, the TV in the bedroom is the same brand as my phone and one of our tablets. So I tap, <laughs> I tap that and. And so, uh, so it showed up uh, in the bedroom. So we're watching it. And uh, like That's I say, my wife was really impressed with the fact that they even showed in between matches. Um, they had they had uh, a uh, a crew in uh, full protective gear with the um, plastic face shields and everything that were spraying mm-hmm. and wiping down the rope in between the matches. The referees mm-hmm. had face masks and and gloves on. I didn't so, see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you go, you go. Watch, watch out, because um, when those type of things happen, you go broadcast that. <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me. Um, 
through his uh, Lucha Libre Online uh, channel on Facebook. Okay. So, cool. So anyway, um, and they and this had been running for uh, several weeks. So uh, this past Saturday ran the ran the last of at least this current series. Um, so uh, Dinastia um, won the mini tournament by beating Laredo Boy. Uh, mm-hmm. In uh, men's semifinal match number one, Cycle Clown uh, defeated Chessman. Um, in uh, semifinal match number two, uh, Pentagon Junior beat L.A. Park, and this was this was one. Um, the ref took like about three or four different bumps in this match, and. So um, he missed when uh, when uh, L.A. Park fouled Pentagon, um, mm-hmm. but Pentagon managed to kick out. So ref takes another bump. Pentagon fouls um, Park, rolls him rolls him up, and the referee fast counts him. In fact, my wife didn't even think that uh, uh, that a full that the three count had taken place. She had to. She had to watch when they did the replay from a different angle to realize yeah. that yeah, referee counted to three. And I mean, we're talking one, two, three. Um, mm-hmm. fast, fast count. Wow. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, the uh, women's tournament final. Uh, uh, Lady Shani uh, defeated uh, La Hiedra, um, which was an excellent match. Um, <clears throat> And then, um, in the in the final, um, Pentagon Junior uh, beat Psycho Clown to uh, win the men's tournament. Um, and afterwards, they shook hands. They each uh, got on the mic and um, offered words of respect to each other, and that which I thought was really cool. And that, um, uh, and then, and then on, and then on uh, Wednesday, which um, we, do, which I know now, uh, they actually, what apparently what AEW is doing is they're taping one show and then doing and then doing another show live. So I guess what they're doing is like on Wednesday they're doing a live. Like uh, two weeks ago, they did a live show, and then the show that aired on Wednesday was taped. Oh. Because on the uh, YouTube post show, which uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna promote this guy's really big. Um, <clears throat> AEW does a uh, does a pre-show uh, live on YouTube. They do a post show um, live on YouTube that uh, has Excalibur, um, who came up with the line of the night, Tope Interruptus. <laughs> oh my God! He said that, and I, just, I, yeah. I, yeah. I was in tears. I started laughing so hard. Um, I don't get the reference, but okay, I missed the first well, hour okay. of, of AEW because I watched Matt Singer. So. Well, 
in a in a week in a week or two that'll be over, so you won't have to worry about that. Um, yeah, I know. It's in the finals now. Um, but uh, but and, well, because 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 in the in the first match with uh, um, Jurassic Express against Best Friends, and so the topes were flying, and uh, Jungle Boy got uh, stopped when he was doing it when he was in the right in mid-flight on a tope, and Excalibur comes up with tope interrupted, and I'm just. I mean, I I was in tears. I was like laughing that. so hard like with that. Yeah, you know, but uh, anyway, um, but anyway, because like I say, um, they do they do a post show with uh, Jr. Taz and Excalibur, and so they were all you know at their at their various homes, and that so. You know, um, and uh, and of course, uh, now and uh, Sammy, Sammy coming out with the neck brace and the yeah. crutch and everything. Oh my god! That was that was freaking hilarious. That kid, man, I tell you. Oh my that god, kid. he's they awesome! Got, they got, they and got then it here. here. Yeah, I gotta say, he's, he's white. And then, yeah, he's whiter than I am, man. Holy! Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, he's a he's a white Cuban. White. What can you say? Um. And then to hear yeah. the announcement that Mike Tyson will be at Double or Nothing to present the TNT title to the winner of that uh, tournament final between uh, Cody and uh, Lance Archer. Oh. That's going to be awesome. Oh. That Lance Archer, man, um, impressive. Match and a half in the world and, for it. Yeah, he impresses right. me. And I am waiting. I'm waiting to see what, oh, between Chris Jericho and Matt Hardy, they come up with on the creative end for this empty stadium match that they're going to do. Yeah. Well, now, I mean, because Chris Jericho's a Matt Hardy's a creative genius. Oh, Kenny Omega's a creative genius. It's all, you know, it's it's going to be, it's going to be, I think it's going to be. Matt Hardy, man. Be, yeah. And that. So. And Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy, I am so glad that you don't look like half a skunk anymore. Yeah, you like, you like the red stripe rather than the yeah. white, huh? Yeah, yeah. He, I think he should change it up. I think he should change it up. You know, like wear the same color, have the same well, color hair, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you know, yeah. change the outfit and change his color too. I think he should change well, it up. Well, I think, I think as, I think as the, you know, if the if the being that inhabits his habits, his vessel changes, then then that <laughs> uh, then that right might change. Yeah, that's that's true. So right now apparently Damascus. Okay, I didn't right right, really right now it. right now broken mat is Damascus. Okay. So. And who so was he I guess, before Damascus? Which was who was he before Damascus? Um. 
Oh God, uh, let's see. Egyptian or some shit. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember the exact uh, as far as what. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's it's like yeah, it's like keeping track of all of Rosemary's shards. It's it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Nope. But so, all right. Well, um, we've uh, we've hit we've hit our we've hit our magic two hour mark in that, um, and we didn't even talk about the fact that Jake Roberts recently discovered a device that he wishes he'd known about years earlier, and that's a bidet. What? That's what? <clears throat> a bidet. A bidet. Oh my god, he's never used a bidet. He's been he's been all over the world and never used a bidet. Nope. Oh my god. Nope. My my friend had a bidet. I was just like it was well, they had just moved in so it wasn't installed properly installed yet, but yeah, I'd use a bidet. That'd be cool. And I <laughs> and I guess and I guess it's I guess it's it it's at Diamond Dallas Pages' house because that's where that's where he lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Planted at DDP's house, and apparently one of Paige's toilets has a bidet. Well, maybe DDP doesn't. Maybe DDP doesn't. Maybe DDP doesn't feel like wiping his own ass. Who knows? Okay, who knows? (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) It washes you, man. That's what it's there for. Right. (laughs) <laughs> right, and I think with that, I think we've we've <laughs> definitely yeah hit the, yeah 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 we've it's hit the wall. So I think it's time to <laughs> call it out. So uh, on behalf of uh, Sadistic Sean, I am the Dean of Wrestling Referee Steve Kane, along with my wonderful co-host. <laughs> the reason why this show will never be a bag of tags. Chaotic Katie, okay, folks, you know what time it is. You don't have to go home, but you sure as hell can't stay here. Turn off the lights and take your glasses back to the bar. Good night, everybody. Good night.
ending comes from some other beginning's end. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.